Everybody, everybody, hello. Welcome to, I believe, Pretty Scary. Correct. Pretty Scary Boo. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Caitlin Cut. Oh, again. Yes. Here we are. Just keeps happening. Co-hosting this again. Oh, God. It's so great. I crazy. Crazy. Keep yeah, getting... I don't know how he's working out like this, but here we are. We keep getting the nod. Caitlin, how have you been since we recorded last? Uh, my whole life has completely changed. Sure, sure. Makes sense. I have booked uh, a passage on the haunted train in northern Nevada. I rented an apartment on the haunted train in Nevada. I know. you, But you've got more train experience than I It was a rookie move for me to just do coach, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I visit your train apartment? Uh, no, no. Mm, I didn't think It's so. very exclusive. It's very... Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Very... But I mean, you might move up in the world one day well, and rent one of your own. So I know everybody in the coach compartment is going to love me because I brought my my single player version of Yahtzee. Oh. So I'm just going to be shaking that dice just for me the N- whole time. Nothing better than someone playing Yahtzee in public, especially if they're the kind that slams the cup down onto the table when they do it. Ooh. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm an American. So oh, I have never slam. wanted to slit a throat more than mm. when yeah, I was in that's... a Wisconsin bar with someone doing that. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that all all the way up that train track in northern Nevada. But in, but you know, before that, we should cover this creepy news roundup that we, yes. that we've collected. And I should mention all of all of that riff was about last week's bonus episode. So if you're that not a subscriber, all of that just went way over your head. And I'm sorry, but it's also your fault for not subscribing yeah. to yeah. bonus I mean, episodes. Are pretty scary. And that's just what happens when we wait a week in between recording things. A whole yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, we've seen each other. I, I, I can't stress enough that I make the hosts crash at my place in between recordings. I left my phone charger over there. It's bad. I can't do that. I I, always do that. I flipped that on eBay already. I'm sorry. Fair. I, I, I expected that. It's in the terms and conditions when you. It's on me. It's on the rider. I understand. Yeah. I I make you sign the thing when you walk in. There's the iPad right by the door. It's fine. Yeah. You'll get a new phone charger. But yeah, yeah, we're talking about. Creepy news. We're doing another creepy news roundup. We did one like of these, these about a month ago. Makes me happy. Every once in a while, once enough creepy news stories that don't uh, qualify for an entire episode pile up. We just jam them all into one of these. Cram them in there. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about some news, some creepy news. This first one, this is horrifying. <laughs> so scary. This is the kind of thing, like I first found this story on a not that reputable source and was like, okay, this is bullshit. And then I went and searched around and nope, it's real. It happened. This, this is urban legend status. Scary. It sure is. The short version of what happened is a OnlyFans stalker moved into the attic. Pennsylvania. Of the woman he was stalking. Pennsylvania, I, the I true cannot, Florida of the United States. I, I cannot stress enough how creepy Pennsylvania is. Pennsylvania sucks. Pennsylvania and Indiana. Stay away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened. Pennsylvania man, 20-year-old Mauricio Damian Guerrero, is accused of breaking into a New Hampshire woman's home and hiding out in her attic after meeting her through her OnlyFans account. This woman called the police because she said she saw someone standing in her hallway, which is indeed good reason to notify the authorities. That's that's a 911 moment. Yeah, not a huge advocate of calling the police, but moments like this, what other choice do you have? You're going to call John Wick? You don't know people that can handle a situation like this, so you call the police. I I do. I know people. I do. Right. right. I know plenty of vigilantes. Well, plenty. I mean, as big, rich podcasters, we have access to things that other people don't have, <laughs> like great assassins. To be part of the liberal elite. Yeah. Love it. Liberal media elite. I got to get my card renewed. It expires soon. Yeah. I, I paid for three years in advance. Oh, smart. So I, yeah. I got the laminated one with free parking. Yeah. I, I'm going to do that this time. I wasn't making enough money last time. Worth but every penny. Yeah. Let me tell you. I, I, I subscribe to the media elite level that w- where you make more money now. So yeah, it'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah. it'll work out. And here we are filthy rich. 
So the police go searching this woman's house. God, this is so... They eventually go up into the attic. And while they're in the attic, they hear footsteps on the roof. And they go up on the roof and uh, they debunk these mysterious sounds as not being paranormal or a bug or dust. And instead, they go up on the roof and they find Mauricio Damien Guerrero. They bring him back inside and he's arrested, obviously, for breaking and entering and uh, other crimes. This woman, she has a young child. That part's very cool. God. She said she'd noticed weird things happening around her house in the days before this arrest happened. Windows and doors were left open that she didn't remember opening. She said at one point her keys went missing. And then while she was searching for them, they just reappeared in a spot that she had definitely checked already. Which is like, it sucks because at first you're definitely thinking ghost. You're thinking ghost. Or, or am I, or do I have early onset dementia? Yeah. Like in, something. Yeah. In her case, she was like, well, I am busy with that OnlyFans account. So well, and she's a mom. I mean, I know. Yeah. And she, <laughs> I know how it is. Yeah, she's got things to take care of and she just chalked it up as her being too busy and it's it's making her forgetful. I know how it is. I keep losing electronics in my mm-hmm. home. So far I'm down a almost brand new pair of Powerbeats Pro headphones. Oh. The entire charging universe for a Bose Bluetooth speaker I have. I cannot find the it's got a dock that you put it in to charge. It's got a power cord. It's got a wall thing. Can't find any of that shit. Uh, a whole wireless keyboard mouse combo that I can find the little USB adapter for, but not the keyboard or the mouse. It's in, There's a this black hole in my home. This is because you threw Robert the doll away. It could be. He's probably living in the attic right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, honestly, as long as you don't bother me when I'm home. Fucking live in the attic. I don't care. Just leave leave everyone else who yeah, lives just, here alone. Like, I'm not yeah. going up there, you know? I don't use it. Yeah. It would help if you'd put, like, a mini fridge up there or something so you don't have to eat my food. Well, if you could just mysteriously leave, like, 20 bucks a week somewhere for me to discover. Yeah, yeah. That would be nice. Leave money nice. around the house. Yeah, you're, you're, you're living here. You got to contribute a little bit, but you don't have to explain anything. No, no. Not meanwhile. Explanations. Yeah, meanwhile. This woman was, so she's, she's just thinking it's, uh, you know, I'm being forgetful and I'm not trying to victim blame here. I really am not, but goddamn people be careful with how hard you interact with fans on the internet. If you're someone who is active on the internet and you have legitimate fans, you got to be careful with what kind of information you're handing out. It's not even just that. There are multiple sites that are fairly inexpensive that locate people. So you need to go, if you're going to be, especially like if you've got an OnlyFans account, okay, like you're going to attract some weirdos. Okay. Let's just, let's be honest. This is going to happen. You've got to go on every single one of these sites and get your information removed, period. Like even getting a P.O. box, which as what it helps, it won't, (laughs) people can still find where you live. Don't use your real name. (laughs) So there's that. I don't know. There's lots of things. And in this case, like, yeah, that's, that stuff's always going to be a risk. Like there's always going to be a risk that some random person that you have not interacted with at all is going to find your address and come to your home. But let's talk about that for just a second, because I don't think people think about that. I think people share things online a lot and it doesn't, it doesn't occur to them. Well, because we've been way. doing it for like 15 years now. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think that it's that people don't take into account that they're violating their own privacy when they post stuff like that online. I think people don't care. Like you can warn people till you're blue in the face about all the possible negative outcomes of all the things we share online. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. It's the same reason we're going to have phones in our fucking heads someday. Because whatever Maybe. makes life convenient, people are going to go along with it. And not only that, they're going to make fun of you if you don't go along with it. There will come a point where you will have the sleekest, newest smartphone in your hand and people will fucking laugh at you because you're still carrying a phone instead of just having a chip in your head that pulls up all your contacts. Well, the good news is we're in the good old days of people living in other ladies' attics. So that's nice. Well, that's the other part of this. It's it is always a possibility that a random weirdo can track you down on the Internet and find your information. But it becomes significantly more possible 
that a random internet weirdo can track down your location if you Mm -hmm. give them your location. And in this case, this guy promised to buy this girl a TV and a fireplace. And so she gave him her address so he could buy her a TV and a fireplace and bring it over. And he did that. And then he just never stopped showing up after that. He would sometimes sleep in his car outside of her home. He one time... Uh, messaged her and said, I'm on the sidewalk. And she looked outside and sure enough. So she let him come in and they hung out for a few hours. And it's, it's one of those, uh, give them an inch and they'll take a mile kind of things. Like you got to draw a line somewhere. And I'm even, I'm even careful with the kinds of conversations I have with people Yeah, because I don't want them to listen, guys. (laughs) I love doing this show and I love hearing from people, but like these parasocial relationships, are not real and if you do things to make it real like this lady did weird things are going to happen yeah in my mind we are upholding our end of the relationship right now just by doing this podcast correct like i correct. I, I receive money from people who listen to the podcast in exchange for podcasts beyond that you don't owe people like i get no. that social media makes it so you have more access to the the people whose work you enjoy, but that doesn't mean you just automatically get that access. Like, no, I, I mean, absolutely not. There's there have been points in my life where I was very active in posting stuff on social media, and I eventually just outgrew it because it seems like a terrible idea, and <laughs> yes, it, it makes me sad interacting too much on social media. Yep, but I don't know. There, I think there is some sense of obligation among a lot of people out there that. That's what I mean is like there th- this people think that because they pay you, I don't know. And I, I don't want to be a generalist here, but I would imagine the only fans thing is a different relationship than, than listening to us talk about oh, ghosts. Like 100%. You're already attracting interesting people. I'm trying not to be rude, but like, come on. Well, it's, it's 2022. You just in general have to be careful about the relationships you form and yeah. who you're letting yeah. into your life. But especially and again, I'm not bringing all this up to victim blame, obviously, like just be careful. Just, this is not this is a cautionary tale. There's no question because this guy, she 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 made the decision to let this person in literally to her home and <laughs> I think she underestimated how crazy this person is. Oh, clearly. I mean, obviously. And how long was he living in the house? So he was living in her attic. He was living in her attic. They found like discarded food and they found headphones up there. And they also, the creepy detail we haven't touched on so far, after investigating this further, they found that he had been coming down from the attic and taking nude videos of her while she slept and then would go back up into the attic. Uh, So that is unfortunate. Yeah. But I mean, at least he's been caught. Uh, Even then, I don't know like what, what kind of prison sentence is this going to net him? Like 18 months or something. That's exactly what I was just about to say is like the stalking laws. If you could call them that in this country are, it's not like you can build a force field around your home. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very scary. Yeah. This guy's going to be out at a certain point. And if he has the gumption to do what he's done already, she's, she's got a problem now. Like that's, that's a scary moment. And I don't know what you do after that. Yeah. They also found him in possession of a tracking device that he said he was planning to put on her car. Great. So yeah, just be careful. Be careful with the people you interact with online. I get that it's flattering and it makes you feel good when people pay that kind of attention to you, but you don't have to reciprocate the same amount of attention back. Like sometimes just a simple, hey, thanks for the message and thanks for listening will do. People get it. They get it. No one messages you thinking they're going to become your best friend. That's like best case scenario. So you don't have to make that the thing. It doesn't have to be, oh, thank you for your kind message. Would you like to meet for dinner next time you're in Los Angeles? Pump the brakes on that, people. Come on, guys. Yeah. Maybe set up that dinner meet, but then just like observe from afar and see if they're cool. And then like text them and be like, oh, sorry, I couldn't make it. We'll do it another time. (laughs) But also, that's a lot of work. Don't do any of that. Just be careful on the internet, people. Please. 
and also he was living in her attic. It's so scary. Oh. And what's even scarier is none of those safety precautions. All of it could just turn out to be all for naught because I think we're all doomed, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. It's be- funny you bring that up. I've been feeling that way, too. <laughs> because this next story, I don't know what makes you think we're all doomed. But for me, it's almost definitely because Japan's famous killing stone has split in two inexplicably. More like inexplicably. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) look at you. This podcast is over. You, we're done. We're done. We don't have to. We're not going to top that. I don't know what it says about my personal brand, but five people sent me this article. (laughs) It's concerning. It's concerning. This is how movies start. Oh yeah. This is, this is definitely the beginning of a bad story. It involves a, it's called Sesho Seki, which translates to everyone at home. Say it with me. Killing stone. Mm-hmm. They all in knew. Japanese. They all knew. It is a volcanic rock in Japan that is said to kill anyone who comes in contact with it. I don't know if it like raises arms against you and like stabs you in the gut. I don't know. Or, I'm thinking of like a killer tomatoes kind of like yeah. situation. Yeah. Or maybe just a curse kind of thing. Or yeah, it would be funnier if you're just like, oh, look at that weird ass stone. And then you're walking I, 10 minutes later and it's God. falling out of the sky towards you. Like, where did you yeah. come from? Yeah. Just like that, like. Whee! And it just bounces back to its original spot. Yeah, just clobbers you and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah that stone, it split in half. Uh, according to That's mythology, not good. the rock contains the transformed corpse of Tamamo no Mei. Which we all know. A beautiful woman, beautiful, smoking, who was part of a secret plot to kill Emperor Toba, who reigned from, say it with me again, 1107 to 1123. Just, can, can you just get through the, the details yeah, we already know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is like the part of the biopic where it's like, yeah, I get Ray Charles was a kid. Can we get yeah, to he the was blind, interest and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's got spidey senses. Of course he does. Ooh, sure, we get it. Sure, sure. Yep, yep, yep. So legend has it that Tamamo no my. It's such bad news. Her true identity, an evil nine-tailed fox. And the spirit of that monster is actually what's embedded in the rock. Sorry, it's what was embedded in that rock. Because now that rock has broken open and there is an evil nine-tailed fox demon named Tamamo just zipping around the skies waiting for victims to appear. I'm just really hoping it was a a jerk with a crowbar (laughs) that burst this rock open because... Wow, how does a rock burst open otherwise? Well, they said they found like a length of rope near it too. Like maybe someone was trying to take this rock and it just broke in the process. But that seems like it would make taking the rock a little easier if now it's in two smaller parts instead of one huge one. And I'm curious about the technicality involved here, because if someone trying to steal it breaks the rock open, are we all still screwed? Or is this one of these things where she's got to break herself out? Yeah, is the evil nine-tailed fox just inside the person who broke it now? And now, if that person is is broken open, then it's going to come out. hmm. The possibilities are endless. It's a developing story, guys. We'll keep you updated. It sure is, yeah. I think it's safe to assume an evil has been unleashed on the world. This is probably why Ukraine is happening now, because... It's not like that's not a conflict that's been brewing since 2014. It's had plenty of time to boil over into what Mm -hmm. it is now, but Mm -hmm. it just coincidentally happens Mm. at the same time the killing stone in Japan splits open. Argue with the results, you know? To quote my uncle who gave me a book entitled The Real Anthony Fauci for Christmas, Mm. it's all there. It's all there. You just got to connect the dots. You just got to do your own research. Do it. You know, just, listen to the experts. Don't listen to the not experts. Yeah, the not experts don't know shit. They're not experts like the experts That's are. That's exactly how you can point out a not expert. Yeah. They're not experts. The thing I like about this story is that I feel like culturally everybody's getting their version of things are going badly. It's like the whole world is in Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> like yeah. we're all picking our monster. Yeah, this is Japan's Mercury in retrograde. Yeah, the Pluto return. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. phone is acting up. Well, you know, the Killing Stone did split recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah. until they yeah. get that fused back together, which that's the thing now. They're 
talking about what to do with this rock. And most people want it restored to its original state. And I'm like, well, how are you going to get the nine tailed demon fox back in there? Well, and like with what? Like, like rubber cement? Yeah, you got it. Like, I'm sure there's tools. There's got to be tools to sit with the situation. I've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know there's tools out there like discarded Soviet era nukes. Just waiting tools. to be picked up and used irresponsibly by a regular yeah. person. Yeah. I mean, it's in the movies. They're yeah. the experts. Will you, tr- will you just trap this ghost back in the rock again and quit making this hard, Japan? I'm getting really angry at Japan for not, like, just getting a proton pack and fucking dealing, yeah. you know? You'll just hang deal. out and clean up after the Olympics are over, but you won't put a fucking demon back in the rock? I do think we should probably start tracking news in Japan <laughs> now that their demon rock is broken probably yeah it's Let's it's worth keep keeping an eye. an eye on this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So let's talk about a different kind of crime. This God, guy, I don't... I do not understand. Here's what I think happened. I think... At some point, Robert Durst mm-hmm. made a deal with the devil. Or a nine-tailed demon. Right. Where Fox. Th- so whoever he made this deal with was like, listen, you're never going to be convicted of any of these crimes that you committed. You are, you're going to go to your grave never having an actual conviction on your record. And, or consequences of any kind. Yeah. And then Robert Durst gets convicted and he dies and he goes to hell and he gets down there and he's like, WTF? You said I'd never be convicted. I died convicted. And the devil goes, monkey's paw situation. Your conviction's been overturned, but you're dead now and you're in hell. Because apparently there's a law in California that if uh, you have been convicted of a crime and... The story is about Robert Durst. The story is about Robert Durst. (laughs) Yeah, Robert Durst. Everyone knows who Robert Durst is. He was the subject of the Jinx documentary. So good. On HBO. He essentially committed or admitted to committing murder on a hot mic in a bathroom at the end of that documentary. And it still took him a long, long time to actually face any consequences for that. But he was finally convicted of the murder of his longtime friend, Susan Berman, which happened in 2000. But now it's all water under the bridge because Durst like died and shit. Yeah. Mm hmm. In California and a few other states, a conviction that's under appeal is vacated if the appellant dies because that means they never had a chance to have their conviction affirmed by a higher court. So in the end, unbelievable, Robert Durst, in the most technical sense, faced no consequences for this murder he was convicted of because now that conviction doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, justice. I can't even I have nothing to add. (laughs) he's just here's the thing i'm just glad he's dead okay but here's the thing sure this is just my this is my conspiracy theory brain kicking into high gear love this robert durst was 78 which is Mm -hmm. old but it's not that old and robert durst was rich and robert durst died at a hospital outside the prison what are the chances robert durst just paid someone off and fucking vanished. Uh, I mean, all of the chances. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I'd be curious to see where his estate is going now. Yeah. In general, like that, I, I'd want to understand who's been, you know, who gets that money. Yeah, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, where is that going? Yeah, I'm sure he's dead. He's just not a convicted murderer anymore. Was he? He wasn't ever convicted of the other crime. No, like one, he was crime. found self-defense. He got off on self-defense grounds. Yeah, this one, though, he actually got convicted of. Right. Technically. Technically. Yeah. It's like how Reggie Bush technically won a national championship with USC. But unbelievable because he took like five dollars from a booster at one point. They vacated Mm. everything he ever did in college. Same thing Mm. here. Exact same thing. Exact same principle. So, yeah, I want to we'll probably get like a third or fourth 
10 episode season of the jinx out of this i again like i'm i I am curious about where the money is going yeah yeah i mean i i I don't think they can like (laughs) this this really feels like it's going to turn into like this nice suburban family is going to be like playing checkers and a weird lawyer is going to show up with a briefcase and and a laptop with you know robert durst final words on it saying you were my long lost nephew and i'm (laughs) bequeathing you my entire estate you just have to stay in my murder cottage in the hamptons for one night (laughs) like that just feels like this is where this is gonna go like just have to survive a night alone with me we finally get the backstory of of that of that kind of story set up (laughs) i want it i'm all for it me too all right, let's talk about three stories in a row that all involve the thing most likely to kill us all, which is AI. AI. Mm-hmm. AI is going to wreck us. This first story just now made the news, but it dates back to 2018. That's the year when Microsoft and Argentina's Ministry of Early Childhood teamed up to present a new algorithmic system called the Technology Platform for Social Intervention. And the goal of that system, let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth. This is a quote from Juan Manuel Ortube, governor of the province of Salta, where the program first launched in Argentina. With technology, you can foresee five or six years in advance with first name, last name, and address, which girl, future teenager, is 86% predestined to have an adolescent pregnancy. So they're using AI to predict what tweens are going to go on to become pregnant teens. This will end well. Well, that's the thing. This isn't a completely unheard of approach to dealing with problems that involve kids. Boston very famously at one point had a huge problem with youth homicide, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what it sounds like. People under 18 committing murder. And they launched this program where using whatever set of data, they would identify kids who were at risk of going out into the community and committing murder. And they would just send people to talk to them and be like, hey, uh, not sure if you know this, but the computer says you're probably going to be a murderer someday. Let's talk about it and see if we can avoid that. So on the one hand, analyzing all that data seems creepy, but the intervention part, at least in Boston's case, worked and youth homicide went way, way down. So this isn't a completely unheard of thing. The only problem is, one, abortion is essentially a criminal act in Argentina, a very Catholic mm-hmm. country. And all they've told anyone about this program is that it will identify girls who are at risk of being pregnant as teens. Nothing about what they do when they identify those girls, what they do with the information, how they stop them from becoming pregnant as teens – like there's no goal to it. And that's it, is is this just like phase 1 where they're going to see how right they were? Well, I mean they launched for now. Is, they launched it 4 years ago and it doesn't it doesn't seem like they've done anything with it beyond identifying girls who might be But pregnant that's one but that's day. what I mean. 4 years you still got time. So I yeah. mean I would imagine a 6 or 7 year timeline with something like this. Yeah, the only thing they've done so far is when a girl is identified, they send out territorial agents, that's great, the name, to question the girls and their families and take photos and record GPS locations. So it's oh, just, just that creepy. It's creepy. Hey, we think but- you might get pregnant later. Put this tracker in your pocket, carry it around. <sighs> First time that girl goes to have sex, the government's going to kick the door in. And toss the guy out a window. That'd be fun to watch. It'd be funny. Kind of how I was made to feel it would happen, but mm. except it was going to be it, Jesus. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, basically, but it didn't. So yeah, the the other thing about Argentina, if you look into their history, it's not good. Like they have a long history of controlling their population through surveillance yeah. and coercion. They've yeah. lived under a bunch of dictatorships. It hasn't always been great. In Argentina. So uh, I get why people would be skeptical of this maybe turning a little little fascist at some point and being used for not God, great yes. means. I mean, I think what scares me is the if if their algorithms prove to be accurate, what happens? Yeah. Like what? Like what? Are you going to start funding sex ed programs? I, I doubt I doubt it. But that would be. 
what I would hope they do with this information. Like, yeah, because it it seems like there aren't a lot of directions this can go that don't get kind of eugenics y, where you're like, so then are you going to decide which teen girls can have kids and which ones can't? What are, are you, you going to do? Gonna... Are you going to force them to like take birth control? What, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I mean, the, the best outcome is that somebody shows up and teaches all of these girls how to use a condom. Well, what do you do when your AI program notifies you that a teen in your area is at risk of becoming pregnant? I just turn oh. it off. I find the notifications very annoying. Oh, I make a, a gift basket oh. of, of condoms. Smart. And yeah, and romance novels. Mm -hmm. And um, I found this really great early 70s book about sex that I just bought like 80 copies of. Put that in there. Nice, nice. Makes sense. That's my just kind of like a shock and awe sex ed approach. I'm sure it works. Stuff like that always works. It does. And I'm sure this this program will work, whatever they're intending for it to do. Totally. So creepy. Mm -hmm. Speaking of creepy, we are talking about AI after all. The next AI story. Caitlin, yeah, I, I, know I, I, I know you've been waiting for this and great news. The day has finally arrived. AI can finally make photos of your dead ancestors speak which uh no i don't need that i don't need that what hey On remember Earth. when everyone was racist don't you want to hear from them no not really i am so i'm morbidly curious about what this could possibly do like is it basically like ken burns level information well, like it's yes it's your ancestor but they're just telling them about like a general day in the life or are you going to be like here's the deal your grandpa had an illegitimate child <laughs> <laughs> like am i going to get gossip from my ancestors because if that's the case i'm signing up a hundred percent well that's what makes it so exciting for me because we should explain how it works first. And we'll link to, in our, there's a video in the article that we'll link to of yeah. one of these things happening. I don't know if people remember, Conan O'Brien used to do this skit where it would just be like Bill Clinton's face and then someone else talking and they would like superimpose his mouth over Bill Clinton's face. It looks kind of like that, but with your dead uncle. The graphics aren't great. But again, I'm there for the info if you're going to give me the tea. Yeah, the graphics aren't great. From there, you have to decide what, this dead fuck is going to sound like because they don't have access to his voice. So either you have to pick a voice or you can upload your own audio, which that's the exciting part because here's the thing. There is a disclaimer on this software. It's, it's made by a company called my heritage. They deal in what's called deep nostalgia technology, which that sounds horrifying. That sounds so scary. And this particular feature, it's called Live Story, and it creates an animated video of the ancestor of your choosing telling their entire life story, like the absolute most boring version of the Tupac hologram. And there's this disclaimer that says Live Story is, quote, intended to be used only on photos of deceased people typically one's own ancestors and should never be used on a photo of a living person without their permission. And see, I wasn't even thinking about that until they mentioned uh -oh. it. And now once I saw that you can upload your own audio, someone get me as many pictures of Chet Wild as you can. I, because I agree. I am going to animate the shit out of a story about Chet Wild's life. I'm going to do Chet Wild's voice and I'm going to yep. sell it as an NFT and I'm going to make $8 million and I'm going to disappear to a remote island for the rest of my life. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, I wouldn't, I can't imagine wanting to do this. Like, I don't even think it's necessarily that creepy. No, here's the thing is that this is my, this is where I'm going to get kind of conspiratorial in its own, in my own way. So the genetic mapping and family tree building is a major boomer pastime. Like there are some Gen Xers into it, millennials, not so much. So the big like cash cow are these older people. And I think they are trying to find ways to attract younger people to the world of family tree building. Yeah. Um, and I think this is their, like their attempt. So it's like coming off as like a bad PBS special vibe because it, it at best is like, that's best case scenario. But again, like I just, I think the part that is hard for me to really wrap my mind around is like, let's say there's a picture of my grandma's father 
Right. What information could he possibly give me? Yeah. They, I don't understand why this is interesting. Is it just like a dumber version of reading a document? Yeah. I don't know. Does it, it just reads what's on the website to you. I'm guessing like, it's not like there's going to be secret information that's unlocked when you do it this way. I don't know. That's it's what just, I'm trying to, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. It's just something I would like, I could see if they wanted to really make it creepy and be like, we know what your relative sounded like. And we are going to recreate your relative's voice on this video. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's like Zira, which is the name of the Microsoft <laughs> the, desktop voice. The gimmick is not there for me. I'm not yeah. in yet. I'm not in yet. I don't really like. I would no. I would do this with a pet before I would do it with a person. 100%. Yeah. Make my dog talk. Yeah, let's do that. Video from beyond let's that I'm totally watching. do that. Not only am I watching it, I'm making everyone who comes to my house watch it. Love it. But this, it's just stupid. It's just, again, like, I think they're trying to figure out how to get younger people into these family tree building things. Like, true crime has been a major boon for these different kinds of platforms because it's the only reason why younger people have become interested in it at all. Like, barely even in their own, like, family trees. They're trying to build other people's trees and shit like that. So, again, I feel like this is kind of missing the mark. Yeah. Uh, and also, again, the graphics are the graphics aren't great. I don't know. It, it reminded me of SpongeBob SquarePants. The <laughs> a little the, bit, the, yeah. The pirate talking, like that's what it looks like to me. And I think people don't take the the possible ramifications of technology like this seriously enough, especially the stuff where you're sending DNA samples off to a corporation. Like, oh yeah, you, you gotta understand. Like, it's already being used for some questionable shit. Like, yes, they caught a serial killer using a DNA database. And we were all like, yay, that's cool. Well, then the next thing they did is they convicted a uh, rape victim in San Francisco of a property crime using the DNA they collected from her when she was raped. And they yeah. put that in a database and they used that to tie her to a fucking property crime. So like, you got like of all the information you I would think you wouldn't want to upload to the Internet. I would think your entire genetic profile would be one of them, because here's the thing. It's just going to take one truly fascist administration to take office to be like, oh, OK, well, now we know where all the brown people are. Well, here's the thing. Also, it doesn't really matter anymore if you don't upload your DNA, if enough people in your family line have uploaded their DNA. Yeah. That's how it happened to, it was the Golden State killer that they caught that Both way, right? Grim Sleeper and Golden State. Yeah. It was familial DNA. Yeah. So, yeah, I so guess. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's happening. Like, But what is interesting, actually, here's what I'll say. The percentage of white people who have uploaded their DNA is vastly higher than minorities. So that's what's interesting about that rape kit dig, because the woman was African-American. Yeah, I just don't, I don't trust it. Don't do it. Don't give your don't give your I'm DNA don't give your DNA to companies. I don't care how bad you want to know what part of Europe you come from. The white here's, part. Here's the thing: is that like I I understand I understand I can understand a line of thinking where I would want my DNA in GEDmatch, which is which is the government website. Okay. Yeah. It is weirder to me that they are being sent to private companies. To me, that's weirder. I don't know. I because yeah. that's that becomes far more discretionary. It's it's a lot harder to anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just very well, strange with stuff like that. There's not a huge difference between uploading it to a company like this and uploading it to the government. And I don't I'm not even saying that as ooh, the government's watching everything. All this data these companies collecting are collecting about you is sold like you can just buy yes. it. So there have been cases where the government has gotten trouble for accessing this data without going through without getting a warrant and the government's response to that has just been oh okay well we'll just buy it like everyone else is allowed to do you can't stop us from doing that so but that's my point is i'm more weirded out by other companies being able to buy it than anything else yeah. like that that is weirder to me because then it then it becomes this weird game of telephone with my anyway it's all bad i and i'm not I, it's you also, i agree with you 100% i just yeah you also have to take into account sometimes those companies just are the government. Like if you yeah, look into course. Google Earth, that was developed by the CIA. 
the CIA has a capital investment wing called Intel Q, and they specifically develop technology that could use that the CIA could use to be more like the CIA. Yeah, the whole thing completely <laughs> the whole thing completely creeps me out. And the only good news here is that there's a world in which we can animate Chet. Yeah, that's I mean it's a huge silver lining there. Yeah. That's the good news. The bad news is this country has an unfortunate history of teaming up with Nazis, and we're encouraging people to upload their DNA to the internet. Yeah. Tread carefully, America. And on that note. On that note, when are we going to accept that if you make an AI bot and train it using the internet, it's going to be racist? The internet's super duper racist. You can't Use that information to train AI and expect it to go a different way. And it has happened again. Mm -hmm. This time around, the project in question is Ask Delphi, a machine learning model from the Allen Institute for AI. And this bot is designed to give you ethics advice. Oh, my God. So you either ask it a question or you pose a situation like uh, donating to charity or you ask, how many people am I allowed to murder? And then you hit the ponder button, and after a second or so, Delphi will give you the ethical guidance you seek. And of course, it turned racist almost immediately. Within a week, it was viral for things like responding, it's okay to the situation, a white man walking towards you at night. But do we see where this is going? When the situation no. was a black man walking towards you at night, the bot responded, it's concerning. Oh, man. It also included a tool that let users compare which of two situations were more or less morally acceptable. Lovely. And that produced results like being a white man is more morally acceptable than being a black woman and being straight is more morally acceptable than being gay, which yikes. Mm. It also the interviewing like my uncle. Yeah, Weird. exactly. I do like that it took a little detour from being racist and delved into some toxic positivity, too. Someone posed the question of whether it's okay to play music really loud at three o'clock in the morning if your roommate is trying to sleep. And Delphi correctly responded, that's rude. And then the person tweaked the question and said, is it okay to play music at 3 a.m. really loud when your roommate is trying to sleep if it makes you happy? And Delphi said, yeah, of course, if it makes you happy, do it. Which cool. that seems like. Seems like a flaw. I wonder if this this uh, if Delphi's going to start like buying into some L MLMs, too. That seems to be the vibe. Buy, buy a flag that says wine a bit. You'll feel better. Yeah, I can and, see it. Uh, you know, maybe buy a sign, hang it over the laundry room. Call it bless this mess. Yeah. I'm just painting a picture here that seems pretty obvious. Those are all things I would rather Delphi get into. Because oh no, this is just accessorizing the life that's at the core of those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like AI in general is just headed toward, well, how can we use this for war? Mm -hmm. And uh, along those lines, one of the questions that was posed to Delphi was, uh, as a soldier, <sighs> can I intentionally kill civilians during wartime? And Delphi's answer was, it's expected. Charming. Yikes. That is fucking yikes, because there are already weapons out there being used that operate yep. mostly on AI. There was that Iranian military official who was assassinated a while back while Trump was in office. If you look at the details of that, man, they used a fucking remote control gun that was mounted inside a Nissan Sentra. Like the ways people are out there killing people now. It's nuts. So this thing's going to be on your battlefield someday. It's probably in Ukraine now. Yes. Good times. Well, let's talk about something a little bit more charming, shall we? Yeah, let's let's talk about a story that I'm sure people listening to this podcast have heard. This this story did make its way a little a little ways around the internet. And it's the story of that creepy murder doll that was left outside the town hall in a small town in Texas recently. And I love this story because it speaks so much to small town. <laughs> silliness yeah small it's town silliness you can tell this is one of those places where when the true crime episode starts they're going to be like it's the kind of town where none of us even lock our doors a hundred percent well no, that's this is like that's why the murderers come to your towns because you don't lock your doors that's how the murderer got in so but this story actually is even weirder than people yep. realize uh 
a while back, that story broke. The, the, someone left this creepy doll outside the town hall in a tiny Texas town called Keller. And the town made an official ruckus out of it because it was it was weird, but it's not like it's it's like a curiosity they weird. They don't have anything else going on. Yeah, clearly. They they gave the doll a name, which mm-hmm. was Vicky M, short for Victorian murder doll. It's very cute. Although Vicky like... MD would have been funnier. Oh, yeah, totally. Because then it makes her sound like a doctor. Dr. Vicky. And people were absolutely smitten by this fucking horror show of a toy. And it it looks terrifying. It's it is a class A creepy doll. Zach Bagans it, would buy this thing on site. Plus, it showed up out of nowhere. It just showed up like it walked to the bench and then got tired. And it's like you're it. a doll. You don't even have muscles to get tired. What's going on? What's happening? The spirit here? should just keep propelling you. What kind of protein does a doll need? Yeah, you know, apparently some that this doll some wasn't protein. getting. No question. So people loved it. They were taking pictures with the doll. People were coming in to ask if the town hall knew there was a creepy doll out there. And they're like, no, fuck face. You're the first person to tell us. So that they were they were having a lot of fun with it. But the story didn't end there. Did not. As visitors started streaming in to check out Vicky MD, the doll just disappeared, Caitlin. What the heck? Just up and vanished. And that's when the scoundrels behind the hoax finally came forward demanding the return of their doll. And I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. You put it there on the bench and you just thought, well, this is the kind of small town where no one even chains their murder dolls to the bench they leave them on. And yeah, mistake, apparently. I love I love the reveal here. It's so good. And so the, it turns out the doll was left outside the town hall by four 13-year-old girls as a little yuck-em-ups. I would feel like such a champ. Oh, yeah. If my, if my murder doll story made national news and all I did was leave it out on a bench. God. Yeah, it's, it's best case scenario for sure. If These girls better be hired on by the top marketing agencies in the country because they know how to do it. They, they did a good job. I'm proud of these girls. And here's the thing. They're also smart because I cannot stress enough. I will never stop stressing it. When you are in the presence of something haunted, you say goodbye when you leave it somewhere. And there is video of these girls kissing this doll goodbye when they left it on the bench. Very smart. Mm. Very smart. Yeah. Cost you nothing. But then they saw the story went viral and they decided that they were going to auction this haunted murder doll off and give the proceeds to Milestone Church. <sighs> that seems like an odd thing to auction off. I don't think they decided that. I think somebody's mom decided that that is how they were going to make good on causing all this commotion. Yeah, that's how you're going to make good on putting a cursed doll into the community. You're going <laughs> to donate the proceeds to a church. What we're not getting and what I want is the small town intrigue and theories that blossomed in the town about the doll. Yeah. Because if one of their moms basically is making them auction this thing off, it created some kind of Salem witch trial environment in this stupid town. Oh, (laughs) sure. I would bet the farm. Yeah, there was at least one person who took it as a harbinger of doom. More than one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I'm sad that I don't know. So in all, this doll was on this bench for all of about 20 hours before. That's how small this town is. Yeah. (laughs) Before three people in a passing car stopped, hopped out and took the doll and then drove off into the Texas night, presumably rolling their car in a violent accident and burning to death a few miles later. There's no question. Those people are definitely dead. I say that because Vicky Millie, M.D., just reappeared in Keller, Texas on that bench again a short time later. But now, with most of her hair missing, a purple patch over one eye, a pupil drawn on the other eye, which makes it look so much creepier than when she just had dead black eyes, and a forehead tattoo. And they call it a makeover, but it looks like she was in a car accident with the people who kidnapped her, and they died, and she survived, and she's come back to tell anyone else who wants to try that, that it'll happen to them too. I don't know. To me, it sounds like she's been trafficked. Oh, because <laughs> like she was in a car. Get it? Traffic. You like my joke? You like my joke? Yeah. I don't it's know what joke. happened to these people that stole her, but 
the doll is back, and I'm guessing maybe they're going to auction it off now and give the proceeds to Milestone Church. Why do I want to see? I want to see this documentary. I want to see the documentary. I want to buy the doll and send it Mm -hmm. to like Chet or something. I don't want it just to Chet in my house. Yeah, we need to start sending as many strange haunted items to his doorstep. Well, not just that, but there are certain Patreon levels where when you subscribe, it asks you to give your shipping address. So we just have random addresses for listeners. We could just start firing off haunted items with no return address. Why aren't we doing that? Which, and just see how long it takes for that story to pop up on CNN. This podcast (laughs) fan received a severed head in the mail. I just like, this one, it was only on the bench for 20 hours and this is what happened. I want to know what happened. Yeah. Why did this become news? And what, who, who took it and gave it a makeover and then put it back? It's all, it's, I mean, it's all, it's so I, confusing. And also is the video CCTV? That's the part I was confused about. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. Which, I mean, okay. it's town hall. There's probably surveillance cameras out front, even in Keller, Texas. So, yeah, I don't know. I it, I hope these girls get their doll back and they're able to flip it and help support the church. I guess. I mean, that's blood money because this is a haunted doll. and Always is. Yeah. Always is. It's an agent of Satan and you're selling it yep. to make money for a church that makes right. your church a part of the Church of Satan. So congratulations, mm-hmm. Keller, Texas. You got that Check on that your box. hands. Yeah. All done. So uh, yeah, we will we will stay we will keep our eyes on this story. Another developing story in addition to the murder stone in Japan. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yes. related. Maybe. 100% related. Related. Maybe that. What's the timeline here, Adam? Well, I do know when the stone split, this doll was inside it. It's just people don't know how it got from the stone to Texas, I think. Copy. If I recall reading the Copy details that. correctly. Sure. So. Got it. And, well, uh, we solved that. That's nice. We did it. And I think that's, it, our, that's our episode. Yeah, I mean, we went from murder stone to haunted doll. Yeah, murder stone to murder doll. We took it. We took everybody on a journey, and that is exactly what they're here for. And there was also that stalker who moved into the girl's attic. But don't worry about so, stories like that. So much happened. Yeah, just worry about the scary stuff, like stones <laughs> splitting in half and dolls sitting on benches. Two harbingers of doom in one episode. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, we need to leave a Mothman somewhere. Fuck. Just like a fossilized yeah. Mothman. Where is that guy? I feel like this would have been his time. Uh, he's probably back in Ukraine. He showed up there before Chernobyl. So mm. probably there again. He's chilling. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, so, yeah, that's our episode. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Follow us on Instagram at Pretty Scary Boo and on Twitter at Pretty Scary Boo. And you can get bonus episodes of this podcast at patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. In your Spotify app and soon in your Apple podcast app, too. What? So everywhere you go, just extra episodes of Pretty Scary waiting to be listened to by you. Boom. So maybe go do that. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's it, right? That's it. We're done. We should get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.